Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast as the Eagles prepare for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field. At halftime, Brian Dawkins will receive his ring from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so it will indeed be quite a day at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. And for the Eagles to win, well, it's going to come down to great discipline on both sides of the ball. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Glad to be with you in this podcast. We're going to focus a lot on the quarterbacks because at the end of the day on Sunday, I I suspect that the quarterback who plays the best game will be the one who wins the game. It's Cam Newton against Carson Wentz. Two of the marquee quarterbacks in the league lead their teams, Newton for the 3-2 and two Panthers and Wentz for the 3-3 three and three Eagles. Let's begin with Wentz, who is 2-2 two and two as a starter since returning from his knee injury last December. He's thrown eight touchdown passes and only one interception. He's thrown 136 consecutive passes without an interception, and Wentz has shown the mobility and the burst and the timing that tells you that he is all the way back from the injury. I go one-on-one with Wentz in just a few minutes, but before that, let's talk to quarterback's coach, Press Taylor, about Wentz and the progress the prized quarterback has made. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. Obviously, the progress has been the best thing. He continues to play better every single week, which you expect. You expect our offense as a whole to just continue to get better, to learn on the experiences that they had the week before or even earlier in the game. He's really done a good job of that, just continuing to play better and understand the situations that he's in throughout the game. Do you think it's a situation that's really remarkable that he didn't practice in the spring, he didn't practice much in the summer, no preseason, and then he comes out and he's got such awareness and such mobility and it's kind of a remarkable situation, is it not? I agree, and I haven't been around a lot of quarterbacks that have come off an injury like this or missed a preseason possibly through injury, but I think it just speaks to his work ethic, his level of preparedness. He does a great job every single day attacking, and he did the same thing throughout his rehab process of attacking it and really just immersing himself in the offense, understanding the offense more and more, spending some time in the training camp mode or even in the spring of just being involved in every single meeting, asking questions, asking why, wanting to know why we were doing certain things, and I think that's really off him. You see the maturity of him and the mastery of the offense, I think. What is he like watching film with? What kind of student is he? He's intense. He's definitely intense. He's got a lot of questions. He's done a lot of work by himself. So by the time we get into a meeting on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it may be, he's already watched a ton of film earlier that day. So he may even say, we'll watch something, a blitz will come up, and he'll say, hey, did you see the, the same blitz against New Orleans earlier in the season? You know, how would we respond to that? He's prepared himself to come into a meeting and know exactly what he wants to get accomplished throughout the meeting. So he does a good job with that. Have you seen defenses try to attack him in a certain way since the injury? I don't know if I've seen too much differently than the way they were playing us before. Yeah, I don't know that I could say people have done a lot differently against him. Obviously, he's very aware. We've done a great job the last couple weeks of obviously our, our blitz identification, protection IDs. So I don't know that teams are necessarily doing anything differently against him, but he's done a good job handling everything. And then the last one, Press, the throw that he made running to the right on Thursday night, watching it live, then watching it on tape. How impressive was that throw? How difficult was that throw? That was hard to watch, honestly. You know, I thought he threw it right to uh, Alec Ogletree was sitting in the middle of the field. I thought he threw it right to him. And he just, you know, had that innate ability to throw it right over the top with the perfect amount of touch, lead Alshon across the field. And it's just a play that you're not going to coach. You can't take any credit for it. That's just a guy making a play. And you hope that every time he makes that decision, that he makes that play. And it's that kind of outcome with it because there's a lot of bad things that can happen there. But that's just a guy making a special play. Wentz threw himself into his rehab after knee surgery and aimed for starting the season against Atlanta on September 6th. That didn't happen, but Wentz took over the controls of the offense in Week 3 when Indianapolis came to town. And when he was introduced to the crowd at Lincoln Financial Field, the fans understandably went wild. And you can hear it! 
return of Carson Wentz. Now Wentz has settled back into his routine, and he's playing great football. We had some time this week to sit down and talk in our NovaCare Complex studio, one-on-one, Carson Wentz. I want to congratulate you. I was, you know, a witness to your rehab. I've been here long enough to see Randall Cunningham come back from an ACL and all these players. The way you attacked it, Carson, I really admire the way you did it, man. I mean, you really threw yourself into it, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, it wasn't fun. You know, you always see other people going through those and you're like, man, I couldn't imagine if that was me. And then obviously it happened to me. So it really kind of tests who you are, reveals a lot of your character. So it was definitely a challenge, but we made it through to the other side. In the end, will it be a positive experience? Has it been I think so. I learned a lot about myself, not even football related, just off the field and how I handle myself and really my faith. Just trusting the Lord became a whole new level for me. And so it definitely deepened my faith, strengthened my faith. And I think as a football player, I'll see dividends from it throughout my career. You get out of it what you put into it. You said at your press conference this week that you felt like as soon as you got back on the field, physically you were right there. And that's because you put all that time in, in the rehab. Absolutely. I mean, like we said, it's a long process. You put a lot into it, but mentally, I was engaged. I was ready to go as soon as I could be back out there, and it's been a blessing to be back out there. And now you're back on the field having great success. In an era here, Carson, it's interesting, almost like a golden era of quarterbacks around the league. You know, the old guard of Brady and Breeze and Aaron Rodgers still rocking it and all the young guys. What's that like to be in that competitive and extremely exciting situation? It's obviously pretty cool. I mean, you look around the league and guys are throwing it all over the field, making plays everywhere. I think it's exciting for the NFL. It's exciting to play and then really just see where throwing the ball has kind of become the main emphasis in the game and so I think it's fun for younger quarterbacks coming up without a doubt. Do you watch, I mean I know you don't watch as much probably when you're a kid, but do you watch Aaron Rodgers come back on Monday night and Brady and Mahomes on Sunday? A little bit. Those Sunday night games, Monday night games, you catch some of them. I try not to watch too much, try and spend a little time with my wife when I'm at home mm-hmm. and not watch football all the time, but you definitely see highlights, you see those things, and then you see a lot on film when you're watching other defenses and there's a lot of guys throwing the ball around really well this year. This Eagles offense, big game on Thursday against the Giants. Your thoughts after four starts and where this Eagles offense is headed? Yeah, I mean, I feel good with it. Obviously, we were a little sluggish early on. There's been lots of talks about the small mistakes, the little details that we kept needing to get ironed out, and I thought we did a good job of that last game, and we just gotta stay true to that, stay accountable to each other on that, and um, just keep building from there. But I think the sky's the limit for this offense. I really do. A quarterback is only as good as those around you, and a lot of the guys around you have been banged up, particularly up front, and I think fans may not appreciate how difficult it is to strap it up and play offensive line every week. You must have a great appreciation for those guys. Oh yeah, the big guys up front do an amazing job. I think they have one of the toughest positions. No glory, but when they do hear the name called, it's usually a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And so those guys do a heck of a job. They work their tails off and they have a, a heck of a position to play. And I really appreciate them. How does the quarterback, or how in your case, did you cultivate a relationship with your offensive lineman through these years? Yeah, it's something, I mean, just in meetings, you're always picking each other's brains and talking through it, but it's off the field. You know, I had them over to my house last off season. You know, we shot the guns that I had got mm-hmm. them for Christmas, had some fun, grilled out. You know, my rookie year, we went out to dinner with them once a week. And so building those relationships off the field, whether it's with my old linemen, receivers, guys on defense, whatever it may be, that's one of the best parts of this game. Do any of them have good shots? Are they natural shooters? I don't think many of them were, yeah. were very natural. Lane couldn't make it. Lane talks that he hunts and talks a big game about hunting and fishing. So I think maybe he would be one of the only ones that might have a good shot. Another player who's made a big impact here, Alshon, when he's come back on the field. And I don't think I appreciated him watching him in 
Chicago. Certainly here, he's a difference making receiver, not necessarily kind of the traditional way of doing it. How would you describe his abilities yeah. to change a game? Like you said, he's a game changer. He changes coverage. Coverage will shift to him and opens up things for Zach, for Nelson, for other guys on the other side. And he makes plays himself. You know, he's a guy that you'll see throughout the game. We might have incompletions. Eye-opening for other teams to see that, you know, we might throw it to him when he is tight coverage and just give him a chance. And so it just it changes the game, changes defense's mentality, what they have to do to us. And what I love about him is the way he is as a teammate in the locker room and constantly in communication. And he does a great job that people don't see when I am scrambling, when I am moving around. Some of our biggest plays are when we are improvising and we're on the same page really well. How do you get on the same page with your receivers? I know you work on scramble drills, but is it kind of something that just develops over time? Or do you spend a lot of time talking to them about Yeah, that? I mean, you talk about it. You know, you'll watch film and you'll point things out. But a lot of it is instinctual for those guys. I mean, I know when I break pocket, it's a lot of instincts. And Alshon's got great instincts out there. He understands uh, defenses, coverages, zones, and everything. So a really smart football player that is able to make the big plays with the physical gifts that he has. I know you don't listen to sports talk and social media, and all, but everybody's talking about running backs, this, that. Well, I gotta tell you, impressive that Corey and Wendell and Josh is coming along and hopefully Darren gets back yeah. out there losing Jay. The backfield's really done a good job. Yeah, they've done a great job. You know, it's un unfortunate losing Jay. We love that guy. It was a workhorse for us, but Corey, Smallwood, Josh now, and hope, like you said, hopefully getting Sproles back. We love what those guys bring to the table. They all bring a little bit of something different with Wendell and Corey really in the passing game. Sproles when he's back. Josh is kind of a slasher. You guys have seen, you know, little glimpses of him and the way I think they all just kind of bring that downhill running attack and they do a great job. Sunday, it's the Carolina Panthers and that means Luke Keekley and that means that there's this brain on the other yeah. side of the line of scrimmage that is trying to read your mind. Is that yeah. how you feel when you look over there? Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you got to always know where he's at. I mean, he's a great football player. Really, that, that whole defense, they play fast. They've played together for some time now. And then seeing him and really Thomas Davis, the way they are so in tune with each other, you definitely got to know what's going on with those two and a lot of respect to them. Carson, do you feel like Thursday night hopefully kind of put this team going in the right direction? I think so. I think it definitely, you know, gives us confidence coming off that loss, short week, and just going up to New York, NFC East opponent on the road, everything about that game, and just coming out the way we did, starting fast and really just playing a complete game gives us confidence going forward. On the other side of the ball, the Eagles defense has spent the week preparing for Newton and the variety of things the Panthers do with their offense. Newton has a big time arm, he's got mobility, and he's got the frame of a linebacker at 250 plus pounds. He's a bull, he's a beast. The Eagles saw him last season in a critical 28-23 win for Philadelphia down in Charlotte, and in that game, Newton had 71 yards and a touchdown on the ground, but he threw three interceptions, and the Eagles defense stopped Carolina on a final offensive drive at the end of the game. So the Eagles know very well what to expect on Sunday. Here is safety Malcolm Jenkins with a scouting report. I think if you don't prepare for Cam Newton and you know his ability to run the ball as a ball carrier, then you'll most likely have a rough day playing against him. They have designed runs. You know they're running power runs. He's more of a power running back than half the running backs they have. So you know it's one of the things he's tough to get on the ground. But at the same time, you can't commit a thousand guys to the run because he can pick it up and throw it. And they've got more than capable guys to make plays on the back end. So that's what makes it a unique challenge. You know, match up with these guys. The team's gonna make plays. It's up to us on the back end. And make sure we get them on the ground. Doesn't have to be pretty. Doesn't have to be a big hit. Just get them on the ground. Preparation and effort. I think guys play really, really hard with a demeanor that sometimes covers up some of the mistakes we make. Man, I think we were very prepared. We take our preparation very seriously, especially when it comes to situational football. Uh, you look at where we're best is the red zone and third down, and those give you opportunities not only to be a good defense and keep points off of the board, but to help your team win. And so the next part I think we need to ratchet up just a little bit is our takeaways. That'll come you know, as we play better as a team.
Well, Cam is unique of talent that you faced. Not only the way he's built and skills that he has, but the way they use him. Yeah, I can't think of another quarterback in the league where they're running quarterback powers with. You really have to account for him as a true running back in their run game, which is why they're always at the top of the league in rushing. But then also to have the arm, you know, to make every throw on the field, be able to stretch the field and have the receivers to, to do it. So it's a unique challenge. Not many teams are running zone read. It's more of a collegiate type of playbook, you know, so it's things that guys aren't used to doing. And so this week of preparation is going to be key for us because we won't have to prepare for these type of things for the rest of the year. From a linebacker's perspective, the threat is multiple. Discipline is key. Preparing to be physical is a must. Newton and running back Christian McCaffrey bring Carolina's version of thunder and lightning to Philadelphia on Sunday. Will linebacker Camus Grugier-Hill is ready for the challenge. You know, I think this year they're doing a lot more stuff with him, you know, a lot of the quarterback design runs, and he's kind of taking the front of everything a little bit more this year. 260-pound man, that's mm-hmm. not a, something you see every day in mm-hmm. quarterback. What's that like for you? He's a big guy, and, you know, it's kind of based the defense on. It's almost like having two running backs out there at all times, so no doubt he's a big guy for sure. Does it require more discipline knowing that he is going to run no matter whether it's second and 17 or giving you the appearance of a run? Yeah, I think they do a lot of smoke and mirrors and trying to get you moving one way and design runs and stuff. But yeah, it definitely takes a little more discipline to stay in your run fits. And he's... Was Sunday the launching point for this defense, do you think? I don't think say the turning point. Every week's going to come with its own challenges, but I think that was the first time we put together a complete game, and I think um, we're on the right track now. How's the feeling in the locker room coming back from the little mini-bye weekend? Great. I think everyone's getting their recovery in. Everyone's looking a lot better, so it'll be good. I'm safety Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's park at the 30, at the 40, at the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards for a touchdown. And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spinero. How about some perspective from the outside? Former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese appreciates just how good Newton has been for the length of his NFL career. How can the Eagles' defense attack Newton? Here is Ike Reese, WIP Sports Radio host, talking about the X's and O's for Sunday. Ike, the challenge this week is Cam Newton. And, I mean, we've seen him so much. But it is still pretty amazing to see a guy that big, that fast, that strong in a role that's almost more running back than quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that he's been able to do it for as long as he has, that just shows you the size. Because most quarterbacks don't typically last taking the type of abuse you can when running the football. And the thing with Cam, throughout his career, they've never shied away from wanting to use him in the run game. He embraces it. And so it makes it difficult on on the defense, this kid is, what, 6'5", 250 pounds, and all solid. So get him out in the open field, he becomes difficult to bring down. So you're a linebacker. What are your keys? They all talk about eye discipline. What exactly is eye discipline? Well, I just got finished, you know, looking at some film on Carolina, and they do such a great job of giving you all sorts of misdirection plays. So they give you these play action. He's going to stick it in the belly of the running back or the wide receiver and then tuck it. You just have to do a lot of great film study. And the thing I've always understood when trying to defend an offense like this is that you got to say to yourself, well, we're going to take this away. When you get caught between trying to take away two things, usually don't take away anything. So in other words, if they're going to run the read option, if Cam is going to keep it or if he's not going to keep it, you have to make a decision as the linebacker. Well, my job is to get the running back. So I got to make sure I get him. And then you have to trust your teammates that they're doing their job because every defense has a design for every player on the offensive side. Do you think Carolina can beat Jim Schwartz's defense with the pass? game? 
it's capable. I mean, they got Greg Olson back into their offense, so that's going to be big for them. They're fairly young at the wide receiver position. Devin Funches has a lot of talent, but has not yet reached that potential that they hope for him down there. But some young guys like Moore, kid out of Maryland, speed guy, Samuel, the kid out of Ohio State in his second year. They're still green as wide receivers, but they certainly have speed and athleticism that if they get behind you in your defense, they can hurt you with the big play. But you also know you got to watch for Christian McCaffrey where they line him up. He catches a lot of balls underneath. And really, that's what they want to get him matched up on that linebacker because they think that's an advantage for them. How big is this game for the Eagles? Like, do you think this team has turned the corner? I hope so. We won't know for sure until we see them play Sunday. I want to feel good about what they did last week versus the Giants. But you know, Dave, in this league, you know, you're only as good as the game that you're playing right now. So, you know, in order for them to start to feel real confident, you got to put a couple games together where you feel like you've gotten all those little things that were hurting you the first few weeks of the season. Thursday was a clean game. They were good in the red zone, four for six. They didn't turn the ball over, only allowed one sack, and only had four penalties. That's the formula for success for this team. Don't beat yourself. I think if all things are equal, Carolina brings their A game, Eagles bring their A game, the Eagles are the better team. They just are. Each week on the Eagles Live podcast, we have a chance to talk to head coach Doug Peterson in an exclusive one-on-one for the podcast. Here we go with the head coach of the Super Bowl champions as he preps for a chance to get above the 500 mark midway through the 2018 regular season. Doug, the Carolina Panthers are a really good football team. You know, Cam Newton, what kind of challenges does he present to Jim and to this defense? Well, number one, you know, he's a big physical back. They do well in the RPO game as well. He has the ability to run the football. He's a big guy. You know, much like Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's a guy that you got to continue to wrap up and get him on the ground. And then, of course, he's got a strong arm and he can beat you down the field with the throw. So, again, work's cut out for us. we got to have a great week of preparation and try to get another win. Christian McCaffrey, I know you liked him coming out of the draft last year. He's really quite a weapon for the Panthers. He is. I'm surprised at the amount of runs inside the tackle that he does and has, and yet he can also be explosive on the perimeter. He can line up as a receiver and run routes, and he can obviously do that from the backfield, move him around. So, again, he's a explosive weapon for them. Got to understand where he's at, know where he's lined up, and try to eliminate the big plays. What do the Panthers do well defensively? It's a good group. It's a veteran group. It's a stout group. You know, they got a good front. Obviously, Keekley you know, leads that group, and he's very smart, and he's going to know exactly where we're going to be and when we're going to be there, and he anticipates extremely well. And it's one of those games where it's much like the Giants, kind of be one of those physical, you know, battles. Obviously, we got to control the line of scrimmage and try to sustain the run game, and, you know, hopefully that opens up some stuff down the field. But, you know, it all starts with Keekley on defense, and, you know, we've got to, again, offensively has a great opportunity. As you graded out the game on Thursday against the Giants, was that Carson's best game? It was. It was. And I think from the standpoint of just the execution, just understanding, you know, the situations. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. We didn't have pre-snap penalties. We had four penalties total in the game, which means we were able to stay ahead of the chains and keep ourselves in third manageable situations. I think it was our best third down performance of the year, too, at 56%. But those are all related to, you know, turnovers and penalties. Our red zone efficiency was better. So it looks like Carson, and he did. He played extremely well. But offensively, the efficiency offensively, allows for that to happen it's all group it all ties in it all ties in and your quarterback understanding those situations can definitely help that you didn't need to be superman you're playing he doesn't have to he he doesn't have to make every play i think that's what you love about him he has the ability to do that but then also when he plays quarterback he does a nice job doing that too and he did that the other night thanks coach thanks dave 
A lot of people wonder if last Thursday's win over New York was the game that turns the Eagles' season in the right direction for good. Maybe the win was convincing, and it came on the road, and it was against a division opponent. But talk is just that. Talk. The Eagles have to go out and do it week after week. Center Jason Kelsey discusses the idea of a turnaround and the mini-bye week the team enjoyed as he looks for consistency from the Eagles' offense. I think that the win in New York, it's especially for the offense, feels good to just go out and execute. We talk about it all the time, execution fuels emotion. If you look at our offense through the first five weeks, we've had, you know, almost game after game of, you know, turnovers, penalties, self-killing, drives, MAs, things that are all self-inflicted. It's really stalled our offense about through the first five games. So all of a sudden you just look back to New York, we executed. We didn't make mistakes, everybody did their job, you know, and that really was the biggest difference. I think if our offense goes out and does that, we're gonna be successful each and every week. We just can't kill ourselves. We can't go out there and have the gross hairs. We've put up the yards. We've had some good positive things through the first five weeks. But what you saw against the Giants was we scored in the red zone. We didn't have penalties. We didn't have turnovers. And and score in the red zone and eliminate those other two, we're probably going to function pretty well offensively. Yeah, I don't know that we're trying to necessarily show anybody anything. I think that we're just trying to get better each and every week. And, you know, obviously right now we're at a position where we're three and three. Now we're taking every game one game at a time. But as anybody can see, the window closes with every loss you have. You know, we're just trying to continue to win, continue to get better. We know this is a good team this week, and this is a big game for us in the NFC. So, you know, this is an important game. You know, I don't think it's necessarily important for how people view us. It's more important for us just continuing to get better and continue to, you know, win football games. Offensive coordinator Mike Groh knows the Panthers have a fast defense led by linebacker Luke Keekley. And if the Panthers get on a roll, watch out. A scouting report from Groh on the Carolina defense. Big, strong physical defense. I mean, up front, very hard to move. They're big, hard to run against. Luke Keekley, obviously, you know, it's a chess match with him on every down in terms of, you know, his ability to read and react and understand what the offense is trying to do to him and attack their defense. So we know we got our work cut out for us. Excellent scheme, very good players. We know it'll be a challenge. Luke Keekley, obviously, he's one of the premier middle linebackers in the league. And, you know, not only is he supremely talented, but he gets everybody aligned and gets them going in the right direction. He poses a significant challenge. For Schwartz, it's more than Newton. The preparation starts with him, of course, but there's more to the Panthers than the quarterback. Schwartz discusses what to look for from the Panthers on offense this week. Obviously, Cam Newton, significant changes on their offensive line, significant changes at their other wide receiver positions, you know, drafting DJ Moore, getting him in there, you know, different tight ends, bringing CJ Anderson in. It's not just a new coordinator, but there's significant different dynamic of players there. They just, to go spinal tap on you, they just turn their quarterback runs up to 11. That's really probably the biggest difference. And credit to a guy like North Turner that's had, you know, a really long career, but he's embraced that and puts a lot of pressure on the defense by doing that. So just who are the Philadelphia Eagles 2018 version? Brian Westbrook, former Eagles great and franchise Hall of Famer, thinks he knows. He just needs to see it consistently. Here is Brian Westbrook in our press pass. Next opponent is Carolina, but what do you take from last week's game against the Giants? Did you see the swagger come back from this football team? I think after our last game, you lose two, and then you play the Giants. You're wondering, where's the heart? Where's the intensity? Where's that swagger that you're looking for from this football team? And I think you saw a lot of it against the Giants. You're talking about a defense, and this is where it starts, I think, for this football team. A defense takes the ball away early, gives the offense a short field to deal with. Now the offense can play downhill football. They're not working 80 yards to 
go and trying to find a way to get into the end zone. They're playing downhill football, get the ball inside of the red zone, and now they can go ahead and score. And now that changes everything for Doug Peterson as well as Carson Wentz. Do you feel like you know who this football team is? I think we do. I think we know who they are. We just haven't been getting the stable, steady performance by everybody throughout the first few weeks of the season. But now against the Giants, we saw the offense, defense, and special teams all contribute to a victory. And I think that's a great sign. Hopefully over the time that they have off with the week and a half or so between games that they'll continue to be able to build on that. So you're Jim Schwartz. You've spent the last eight, nine days here thinking about Cam Newton. And you wonder, how do you attack this kind of quarterback <laughs> who gives everybody so many problems? Well, you have to find a way for your defense to get pressure right in his face. And then your defensive ends have to find a way to keep him in the pocket. Then your linebackers have to be ready to chase him down if he takes off. And then because he has a strong arm, your secondary has to defend the short passes, the medium passes, and the long passes downfield. A tough assignment. It is an assignment that our defense has done pretty well against before. And I think we'll take that confidence. Of course, Jim Swartz will take a look at the game that we played against them last year. And we'll say, hey, this is what we did. And let's go out there and do it again. Brian, do you think Cam Newton is the next generation quarterback here, the prototype of what the NFL wants right now? Well, if you're an offensive coordinator, especially when you're looking at guys coming from college, you want a guy that has a strong arm. He can make all the throws that you require him to make. He has the ability to run the football, short yarders, goal line situations. Cam obviously has done that throughout his career. And he's big and physical. And I think Cam kind of fills all those boxes. Those are the things that every offensive coordinator across the league is looking for. Cam is one of those guys. What does Carson look like now versus what he looked like in 2017? Well, I think this past week against the Giants, he looked very similar. You know, the first couple of weeks he was getting his stride. He was trying to figure out, I'm sure conditioning, I'm sure the strength and confidence in his leg were some questions early on. But this past week, he's getting on the edge. He's able to run. He's throwing the ball well. He's able to see what the defense is doing and adjust and do the right thing. That was all those things that allowed him to throw 33 touchdowns last year. And that's what he looked like against the Giants. Ryan, all these ups and downs of the first six weeks, Eagles are three and three right there at the top of the NFC East. Are they in a good position after six weeks? Are they where they need to be? Well, of course you want to be undefeated after six weeks, but they're in a situation where they won a good game. They now have the ability to go out there and build on that. And I think any team at this point in the season, six games in, you want to be ending on a good note. After your sixth game, you want to have a good note. They have a good feeling. They have some confidence from this past game. Now they have to continue to build on that, and they will do that. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. We've got Fran Duffy of the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast talking about a key matchup as the Eagles tangle with the Panthers on Sunday. Yeah, Dave, and I think when you look at this game, the matchup that I'm most excited to see is going to be this Eagles defense going up against this Carolina offense in terms of a unit. This is a very tough rushing attack to prepare for, but my matchup, my one-on-one matchup is going to come on the other side of the football. When you look at this Carolina Panthers defense, you see talent at all three levels of the field. Starting the secondary, cornerback James Bradbury, number 24, very talented player, an aggressive zone coverage corner. He can match up with players across the field, and they will match him up at times against Alshon Jeffrey in this game. That is an interesting matchup to watch, but it's not my matchup. Then you look at Luke Keekley, you look at Thomas Davis, Shaq Thompson, a lot of talented linebackers on this Carolina football team. And Luke Keekley, certainly one of the best in the business. So instinctive, so tough. He plays the run well, he plays the pass well. He's one of the best players at his position in the NFL right now, no question about it. But he's not going to be my individual focus. I think really when you look at this game, the most pivotal one on one matchup for me is going to be the Eagles trying to stop Kawan Short, number 99 
ninth, the defensive tackle in the middle of that Carolina defensive line. Yeah, they've got Julius Peppers and Mario Addison, guys that were high picks or that have been around the league for a long time and have gotten big paydays. But Kawan Short is one of the better defensive tackles that I've studied this year. He's got a great first step. He's stout at the point of attack and he's able to make plays both on the other side of the line of scrimmage and outside the numbers. He's got a great motor and he can wreck a game because of that first step. So I think when you look at this Eagles offensive line, Jason Kelsey in the middle, Isaac Sayamalo on one side, Brandon Brooks on the other. That's the matchup that I'm most excited to see. Let's keep Kawan Short stalemated at the line of scrimmage. Don't let him wreck the game. I think if you're able to block up the linebackers, which the Eagles are so good at doing at the second level, they'll be able to get things going in the run game. It's imperative that they don't let Kawan Short wreck this game. So for me, this matchup, Kawan Short going up against Isaac Sayamalo, Jason Kelsey, and Brandon Brooks. And finally, voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, has been on a bit of a rant of late, talking about the new NFL rules on roughing the quarterback. It's a rule that could come into focus this week, with two big, strong, and mobile quarterbacks in Newton and Wentz squaring off. Here is the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, in his Merrill Minute. Intercepted by Allen. Eric Allen down the far sideline, stepped over a man. He's going to go! Give it to Smith and they stop him again! Touchdown by Ron Carpenter! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! I think Jim Schwartz has one of the toughest jobs in football. And I think you could say that for every defensive coordinator, the way the interpretations of the rules have evolved makes it so difficult. I asked Jim Schwartz, as a defensive coach, how do you tell your pass rushers to be aggressive, go after the quarterback, but don't get a penalty for roughing the passer? There was a play in the New England game against Kansas City where Tom Brady was inside the five-yard line. He was grabbed from behind. He pump-faked. And then the Chiefs defender, in an effort not to rough the quarterback, thinking the ball had been thrown, let go, and then into the end zone, dove Tom Brady for a touchdown. The rules seem to change. To me, the way they call roughing the passer is inconsistent. Maybe what the NFL has to do is, when that quarterback is grabbed, call in the grasp. Maybe that will solve it. I don't know. That will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting this all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every week on the Eagles Live podcast. Stay with us on Sunday as we bring you the Eagles Live podcast instant reaction from the locker room at Lincoln Financial Field following this game against the Panthers. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!